Hello and welcome to this short secret episode of the Right For Your Life podcast. It's number 14 and I am on my own. And um, that's my fault, to be perfectly fair, because um, we weren't able to record a podcast episode last week because I was very, very, very busy editing my novel still. And um, it's all getting very exciting with the novel. Lots is happening. Um, but of course, it takes up an awful an awful lot of time. Um, however, we do plan to record the Right For Your Life podcast in full, me and Mike, with a guest on Thursday, as usual. But I thought that I would, in by way of apology, record this short podcast about rhythm. And I'm going to be using some examples from my book to try and talk a little bit about um, the importance of rhythm and how it can affect your writing. And um, because I go on about it all the time, so I thought I should probably put my uh, words, I guess, where my mouth is. Although that is where the words usually are, strangely enough. Anyway, I have some important uh, news to tell you first, and that is, of course, that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by not just Squarespace, but also Pearnote. And it's very kind of them to sponsor the podcast. They're sponsoring the entire network of Squarespace. And um, and it helps uh, it helps keep these things happening, these things going. Not just this podcast, but all the other podcasts uh, which are part of the 70 Decibels network too. And Squarespace is great. Um, it's everything you need to create an amazing website, in fact. And um, it's true. I'm reading what Mike's written here, of course, but it's actually all true. We're huge fans of Squarespace at 70 Decibels, that's true. And I want to take this opportunity to tell you about a fantastic new offer from them. And, um, and that is that when you sign up for any annual plan with Squarespace, um, which will give you extremely reliable web hosting and a powerful website creation tool, or tools as well, um, you'll actually get a, a custom domain name absolutely free with that too. And you can choose the domain name that you want, and that can be .com, .net, .org, or uh, various others. And that's yours. That's yours. You've got that, and that's in the bank. You've got that for life. Um, you don't need to jump through any hoops. You know, you don't have to change your A records or your C names or anything like that, because Squarespace takes care of all that for you right out of the box. Oh, hang on. And what about email? Well, they bundle in. Bundle in? I can't really say that, can I? I think it's my northern accent. They bundle in Google Apps integration too, which is marvellous. So this fantastic new offer even further rounds out Squarespace making them the perfect place to start your new website or blog. I think that's a pun. Round out Squarespace. It's a good pun as well, just like Squarespace. Um, and plans start from as little as $8 a month, and you can find out more by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. And then you can start your two-week free trial. And if you use the offer code 70 decibels 5 when you check out, you get 10%. That's 10% off your first purchase. And um, that's kind of the official blurb, sort of ham-fistedly ad-libbed upon by me. But I will say that Squarespace is great, and if you just want to have a website up and running without having to think about coding or anything like that, then it's a very, very good choice. I will talk about Pernote later on. So, rhythm. Let me just flick back to my notes. Rhythm, here we go, the importance of rhythm. So, I've been editing my novel, as you may know if you've been following the podcast or me on Twitter or anything like that. And um, and it's it's tough. It's really hard editing novels. It's tough editing anything of any sort of length because you have an awful lot of content to manage. You constantly 
going backwards and forwards to try and make sure that everything fits, everything makes sense. If you refer to a specific character at one point in the novel, then you have to make sure that 50 pages down the line you're referring to them in, you know, in the same way. Um, it has to be consistent. But kind of the main thing that I've been checking for and that I, I always check for when I edit my work is, um, is rhythm. Um, and it's a very hard thing to pin down. And in some ways, I think that um, rhythm is what makes good writers um, good writers, I guess. And of course, I have to put a disclaimer in here saying that I'm not saying that to say that I'm not claiming to be some kind of the best writer ever lived who knows exactly how to do rhythm. I'm not. I'm learning just like everyone else and I get better all the time. Um, but I think that I think that it is something that sets um, kind of uh, good writing from kind of great writing almost. Um, and um, it is hard to pin down. It's hard to know how to do it. But um, one of the things that I kind of do is is and it, it sounds kind of simple. It's quite intangible, and I apologise for that. But I kind of care about every syllable. Now that seems very specific. I know. So. Normally you say care about every sentence or read every word, but I, go, I think go as far as syllables because that's, that's the level of detail that you need to care about when it comes to rhythm. So, um, and, and, and the best way of, of working out whether you've got that rhythm right, whether you've got your syllables right, is um, when you read it back. So if you find yourself stumbling um, or if you find that all your sentences are kind of the same length, then you probably need to change something. So sentence structure and sentence length are really important things when it comes to editing and when it comes to getting the right rhythm into your work. Um, so you do need to chop and change, you need to have short sentences and long sentences, you need to find ways to um, break paragraphs up, break sentences up, break clauses up within sentences. So you know, if you've got a comma in a sentence, how many words and syllables before the comma, how many come after. It all sounds very technical, but a lot of this will just come naturally to you if you're a writer. Um, but they are the things that count, and they are the things that make you um, uh, that that you have to work on, I guess, um, because that's the editing process. If you have syllables all over the place, if you have too many syllables, if you have too many words, too many too many sentences in a paragraph, then um, you have to cut down. That's what editing is. It's cutting down usually, um, and um, and so you have to be ruthless. You have to be prepared to chop and change to make sure that all the sentences work together properly and um, and um, and they need to work uh, next to each other and those sentences when they become a paragraph they need to work next to another paragraph paragraph and on and on and on so um, that's the level of detail that I want you to think about and this is kind of why I don't believe in this idea of being able to dash off a novel in a few weeks that you can you can write um, a, a sort of 250 page plus piece of work and it be good enough to send out to people and publish and sell in just a, just a few weeks. I'm not having any of it. I want you pouring over every single syllable, every single detail until it's absolutely right. Um, and the only, the only really, really, the only way to really understand it is, uh, is when you read it out loud, as I say, because you get a feel of how it can move and maneuver a reader. So um, it's not just the words themselves that um, have an effect on a reader. It's, um, it's, it's how they're written, of course, and, and that's where rhythm comes in. And I hope, hopefully in a couple of the examples that I'm going to uh, use here um, or, or read here, it will uh, demonstrate that a bit better. So I think I'll just move straight on to them. So I've just picked three examples from my novel, um, available on the 1st of September, Legend Press. Um, of course, I had to say that. Um, the, first, the first example is actually... It's the opening of the novel. It's the opening chapter. So this is the entire first chapter. 
Um, and the structure here is kind of fairly straightforward, but it's got kind of an opening sentence um, and a final sentence, and um, they're kind of they kind of underpin the entire thing. So there's uh, just like I guess with um, any opening chapter to a book, you have to have kind of what you hope is a relatively impactful start. And then, because my first chapter is short, I wanted to have a nice punchy end as well. And one that kind of felt quite open and, and intriguing, so you might want to read on. Imagine you've picked it up in a shop, for example. You want that first... Uh, you, you might read the first chapter of a book and you want it to kind of grab you. Um, so hopefully that's that's kind of what happens. But it's also a, a build-up. So this isn't... The, the rhythm in this, um, in this um, extract isn't really intended to be... Um, it's not intended to be particularly complicated. It's kind of fairly standard for the for the rest of the novel. This is kind of the kind of rhythm for most of the novel. But it's the idea of having an opening and an ending statement, and then there's some dialogue in there as well, and that the rhythm is is kind of smooth. So which hopefully will come across as I read it. Not that me reading will be actually smooth necessarily, because I've not practiced. Um, I'm doing this fairly ad hoc. But um, the actual kind of the structure of the sentences and the syllables and all that kind of thing should be relatively smooth. So I'm going to read this now, and I hope you can bear with me. I'm going to I'm going to just read it. I'm not going to um, put it to any fancy backing music or anything like that. Um, and that's because I think these three extracts I might actually uh, make available um, through my through the mailing list through the um, what is currently I guess the Right for Your Life mailing list, but will become the Ian Broom mailing list. Hello, that's me. Um, so I'm not going to do any. I'm not going to read these in a polished way. I'm just going to read them just as I was do as if I was doing a podcast with Mike, just making it up as I go along. Frankly. So this is, um, this is uh, the start of the novel. If I look hard enough, it will go away. So I sit and I stare. This morning, I prayed for forgiveness. It's evening now. The sky through the window tapers up from the rooftops, red to blue, blue to black. I'm on a chair with a cushion tied to the seat. I moved it from the kitchen nearly a year ago. It doesn't belong there anymore. It's just the chair by the bed that no one else sits on. It gives me backache. A strip of light shines through from the landing. I think about it waking her up, hurting her eyes should they open. I imagine I'm someone else looking in through the window from across the street, watching this room faintly lit by the glow of another. I hope someone sees me, follows the light through the gap in the door and writes down what I'm about to do. Angelica walks in. She offers me a piece of chocolate cake. Have you finished, she says. It's almost time. I don't answer properly. I never answer properly. I sit and I stare. Did you know the Russians have a special word for light blue? She looks away, sips her tea, shakes her head. Just get on with it, she replies, before your drink gets cold. Okay, so that's the first extract. So uh, that's, I hope you, the point of me doing this is because I want to try and sort of show examples of rhythm. So you can see some of the sentences there were the way that it was sort of short sentences and then long sentences. And then this kind of opening sentence, which is, um, if I look hard enough, it will go away. So hopefully kind of impactful, some, some kind of intrigue and mystery. And then the final line, just get on with it, she replies, before your drink gets hot, before your drink gets cold. So what is it that she's getting on with? Um, and then there's some rhythm to the, the syllables, so the, this is the sentence that I like um, in this one. Um, 
it's it's just the chair by the bed that no one else sits on. So it, did you hear the kind of the badum de dums? So when when I was on my uh, do my undergraduate degree, there was lots of badum de dums going on. So I was asked to uh, we were told to try and uh, when we were learning poetry really to think about the rhythm of specific sentences or or lines in poetry and then sort of bidum bidum them out, feel the rhythm. So um, where has it gone? It's just the chair by the bed that no one else sits on. So it kind of it fits all together and it has a certain rhythm to it. It's quite difficult for me to explain, but hopefully you'll get my, get the gist. Um, the second sort of uh, thing that I wanted to talk about with rhythm is something that can stand alone as a, a specific uh, as a segment on its own that combines short and long sentences um, quite well. And um, this is where the focus on syllables is is important because um, it, it's quite difficult to. Um, it's quite difficult to have really short sentences and make them fit together. Um, it's, it's really tough. Um, so it's important to constantly listen to the rhythm. So if you've got a piece, um, a piece of writing or, or a passage where you've really tried to quicken the pace of your novel up um, or your writing, whatever it is, you really try to make it sound faster, then the good thing to do is to read it out and uh, read it out loud and see if it's see if it flows. It's really key that the, the idea of flow and pace is kind of the key to good rhythm. So um, I will uh, read this one out. I'm, I won't give much of an explanation. It's just um, it's just the Gordon Lee character um, is in his friend's shed. Um, so this is um, in the middle of the novel, and I need to find the document that it's in. Just give me two seconds. This is where I would typically have Mike telling me, saying things to me to fill gaps. Um, and again, I haven't practiced this. It's quite short, but again, it's the idea of quite short and long sentences together, I guess. And again, just try and listen for the rhythm of it. There's a window with a crack in it. The moonlight shines through and illuminates the wooden walls. I look around me. I've not been in here for years. A dartboard hangs on the back of the door. It, ha- it has two pictures on it. The Queen Mother pinned to the double top and a blonde girl in her twenties. She has sweet blue eyes and a dart through her forehead. There's a wooden desk under the window. It has nails, screws, nuts, bolts, drill bits and pornography on it. A magazine opened at the centre. Black, finger-shaped grease marks smeared along the edges. There's a puddle on the floor and a hole in the roof. The wood is rotting and coated with moss. Along the wall is a line of nails. Some have tools hanging from them. Others just shapes of tools, drawn round with felt-tip pen. There's a hammer where a spanner should be. Useless nails holding imaginary pliers. In one corner of the shed, there's a lawnmower. An old petrol mower from the 1970s. It looks like a tank. And in another corner, a bucket. Full to the brim with scrunched-up balls of tissue paper. There's one on the floor next to my foot. I try to kick it towards the bin, but it sticks to the floor. I open drawers, start looking for my hedge trimmers. Okay, so that was the second piece, and I hope that the the sort of the rhythm of that sort of came across. Again, it is actually quite difficult to explain, but it's kind of it's in the rhythm of the sentences and the way that they sit next to each other. So, just as an example, there, if I can find it. So, some have tools hanging from them; others just shapes of tools drawn around with a felt-tip pen. There's a hammer where a spanner should be, useless nails holding imaginary pliers. So those three are all separate sentences. You might, you could write that. You could write that particular 
that those three those three sentences. They could just be one sentence, really. Um, but it's all about flow and rhythm. So to break it up, the idea of useless nails holding imaginary pliers. And again, there's a bit of bedum de dum going on in there as well. The idea of that um, kind of uh, as, a, as a sentence on its own is quite important and hopefully quite impactful. So um, I, that's why it's separate. So again, it's about syllables. There's a hammer where a spanner should be. Useless nails holding imaginary pliers. So hopefully you can kind of hear the rhythm in that kind of uh, structure. Okay, the final, um, this is it, I won't, I won't go on, there's no more after this one. Um, I was trying to make this as short as possible. So extract number three, this one is um, different, quite different. So this is, this is the idea that you can, um, by altering the pace of the novel, by, by changing the rhythm of your, sorry, you know that last sentence, by, by changing the rhythm of your sentences, um, and, and, and the flow of it, it can really change the way it, the impact it has on the person reading it or listening to it in this case. So in this section, there is a real build-up. It's like momentum. momentum. Um, and it's, it's a section of the novel where it's a very small section. It's just a couple of paragraphs where Gordon is talking about his wife, uh, Georgina, and he's kind of re- revealing the horror of, of her having had a stroke for the, uh, for the second time. Um, and about how he um, remembers what it was like having lots of visitors um, the first time she had a stroke. Um, so it's um, it's quite you know quite dark, I guess. A couple of paragraphs. It's uh, less fun than the others. Um, but the idea is, is is momentum, and that you can you can create momentum, you can create rhythm um, in the way that in the style of your writing. It's not all about. It's not all kind of Game of Thrones or um, I don't know that type of thing where you, where it's it's the writing kind of rollicks along. And um, and you're just engrossed in the story. You you actually with sort of technique, with um, with your writing, with short sentences and, and 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 changing the pace, you can have an impact on the reader without them really having it's without it being the actual writing. If that makes sense, I don't think that does make sense. But hopefully it'll make more sense when I actually read it. Um, so this one I'm about to read is practically a list, but hopefully you'll get what I mean when I say that it's really it's about um, rhythm and trying to express something. Um, with with uh, short sentences, starting long, starting with long sentences, getting shorter sentences. I shall shut up and read. <clears throat> this morning, like every morning, I woke at six. I walked from the spare room downstairs to the kitchen and made myself breakfast. I ate at the table. Kipling was asleep in his basket. I watched his ribcage rise and fall with his breathing, so slowly and with such long pauses in between that twice I stopped eating and waited for his next breath, made sure he hadn't died. I finished my breakfast, put my plate in the sink, and opened the cupboard underneath. I took out my manual, How to Help Your Wife Recover from a Stroke in Little Under 18 Months, by Gordon Kingdom. It has everything in it. Everything we need. It's thicker than my Bible. I wrote it all down. Every single detail. The appointments the tablets, the positions, the procedures, the do's, the what definitely not to do's, and the what to do as a last resource, the endless calculations, the graphs in rough and the graphs on graph paper, the facts, the figures, and the mimicking of specialists, the doctors, the nurses, and the physiotherapists, the speech therapists, and the pain managers with the impossible job, her incredible pain, our incredible pain, it's all in the manual, we did it all by the book, and she got better. We were getting better. 
Okay, so that's it. Woof, yeah, quick breathe out. Whoa, woof, yes. Back to normal. So um, that was um, that was uh, hopefully an example of where it started off quite quite slowly, and I hope that comes across with. And this is, I guess, tr- to illustrate the importance of reading your work out loud. So I read that that passage out loud about a million times before I I was kind of happy with it because I really wanted to listen to the rhythm of the sentences. So in that first paragraph there, I had a really long sentence. Um, it's difficult when I when you do read it out loud. It is difficult to obviously not pause for breath every now and again. But basically. Um, the sentence um, in the first paragraph, which is actually quite a large portion of the paragraph, I watched his ribcage rise and fall with his breathing, comma, so slowly and with such long pauses in between that twice I stopped eating and waited for his next breath, comma, made sure he hadn't died. So that's quite long and it takes you quite a long time to kind of read it, whether it's in your head or whether it's out loud. And that's kind of followed by this list. So you've got this long sort of stretched out kind of sentence um, that is followed by a list, and it, you, ca- you can't help but jar you with the reader, which actually brings the focus of the second paragraph. It brings the list. It makes it have more meaning because you've had this long sentence, and then you're kind of hitting the reader with this short, punchy kind of structure, this punchy rhythm, which has more impact that way. So we go from a long sentence to the appointments, the tablets, the positions, the procedures, the do's, the, def- the what definitely not to do's, and the what to do as a last resource, the endless calculations, etc., so I hope that kind of gives you another example of rhythm. Once again, quite hard to explain, but um, hopefully you can kind of hear it in the way that it's just been read. So that is the end of the podcast. I hope that it's been um, interesting and valuable. I hope that you don't think it was just one giant advert for my book, because it was only 80% one giant advert for my book, um, which... Um, which um, which I, I make no apology for. Of course I apologise. I don't want to upset anyone. I hope you find it useful. Um, me and Mike, as I say, will be back later on in the week, on Thursday as normal. And hopefully we'll, we'll be, we'll be uh, joined by a guest, which is very exciting. Um, and, then, um, and, then, and then we'll be back to a more normal routine. Um, but before I go, I must remind you that this, this uh, episode was sponsored not just by Squarespace, but by PearNote. And I know what you're thinking, um, um, and uh, what is PearNote? So I'm going to tell you. PearNote is a note-taking app with a difference. PearNote allows you to take notes whilst recording audio and video at the same time, effortlessly syncing their timelines together to create a note-taking, a note-taking experience like no other. See, my, the rhythm here is, is much worse than me. I can't hardly read it. That's probably because I've not read it a million times. So PearNote, it, it not only does it remember what you type, but when you typed it. So if you're going through your notes of last week's meeting and you see a sentence you'd like more context of, click the first word and press the play button and you'll hear the audio that was recorded at that exact time. Actually, that sounds extremely useful. Um, What's more, as you start listening to the audio or watching the video video you recorded in the app, the words you typed at those moments will start highlighting one by one. Pearnote really is magic. Version 3 of Pearnote is now available featuring Lion... uh, featuring line features like auto-save, versions, and full-screen mode. You can get it from the Mac App Store or directly from usefulfruit.com, which is where you can go for more information, too. Pernote is perfect for taking notes in meetings, lectures, and at conferences. So go try it out now. And I encourage you to do that, because it sounds very useful. And, um, and, uh, and we're very, we very much appreciate them sponsoring the podcast. Um, and that really is it. If you want to find me for any reason, then you can go to Twitter and I am Ian Broom on Twitter, I-A-I-N-B-R-O-O-M-E, or you can go to rightforyourlife.net. 
um, or subscribe to the mailing list, which I referred to earlier by going to um, ianbroom.net. And then I think that's it. Thanks for listening.